Hi, I'm Jackie. And I'm Sam. And we live in Orlando, Florida. The theme park capital of the world. We each have our own YouTube channels. And in this podcast, we'll be sharing more about our lives, our travels, our theme park enthusiasm, what's going on in the world. And more. And in this episode, we're going to talk about some theme park topics we're excited about and answer some of your questions in Expedition Enthused, a theme park podcast. So Sam, yesterday was the first day of spring, officially. Well, I guess it's time that we spring into episode four. Boom, boom. <laughs> Good one. Spring is an interesting time everywhere, I guess. But here in Florida, you know, we kind of don't have seasons here, do we? We kind of do, but we kind of don't. The seasons are hot. <laughs> hot and then like randomly cold. You never know. <laughs> Not like England though, right? No, that is just rain all day long. <laughs> here though, I find that something I've learned since living here is that there's no point watching the weather. Mm -hmm. uh, like the report no point yeah you just gotta go outside i talk about this in my videos a lot about carry a light umbrella bring a little light layer and just be ready for anything yeah you have to have the whole ensemble of clothing <laughs> wet warm mm, not really cold but <laughs> wet definitely the all-weather ensemble. Yeah, Florida. <laughs> so some of the things you can expect in Florida for spring break, this being, like we say, the theme park capital of the world, is crowds, spring break crowds. I've been out a few times over the past week, and yeah, the parks are crowded, the lines are long. Not all the amusement parks are open for the spring yet, but yeah, here in Orlando, they're open year-round. So just be prepared if you visit during the spring. Spring break is all of March and all of April. Where have you been? I haven't been, so... <laughs> you haven't been out. Yeah, I went out for St. Patrick's Day. I went to Disney Springs. I went to Universal to see some of the updates that are going on. I saw a villain con, the brand new Minions villain con attraction they're building at Universal Studios. When I got there in the morning, they were building the V. And by the time I left at the end of the day, the V was like almost done. And I've seen now there's eyeballs on it. It's even more done. I'm excited to see what it is. I know it's probably going to be more kid orientated but i think it will be well at least a blast <laughs> good one villain con blast good one <laughs> i had mixed feelings on this ride when they first announced it we'll talk more about it as it gets closer to opening it opens this summer and it's called minions villain con blast and it's opening at universal studios florida and i'm just keeping my eye on the construction because it's just very interesting to watch new attractions arise when they announced trek was closing i kind of hoped I knew it wasn't going to happen, that they would just knock that soundstage down and kind of open up and make an entrance area for Universal Studios Florida. But I guess a minion entrance area, <laughs> it works. It wouldn't be my choice, but it works. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I don't know that it'd be my choice, but I think the minions do work. The whole franchise works, but it does make a cohesive entrance area for Universal Studios. It's very different, but you know. I just turn right when I go in. <laughs> we always turn right, right? <laughs> yeah. I think it's cool for something new. I mean, I really like Shrek 4D. I know it was old and outdated, but I remember one of the earlier times that I rode it in the, I guess, the early 2000s. It was something I remembered quite well from our vacation out here. And I don't really know why, but <laughs> I mean, I guess in the early 2000s, it was hilarious. 
You know what? It still was hilarious. You and I were there at the very last day of operations for the Shrek 4D attraction. That is the bride that closed for this new villain con ride to open. We were there for the last night. They gave us the glasses. I have them on the shelf here. Me too. We're both looking up at our shelves. We have this really cool office. We've posted pictures of it before. Sam built our desk. I did. I purchased some wood. I sanded it down. I stained it. I treated it. We have a very long joint desk, which we are sat at right now. I will say, I think it turned out pretty nice, if anyone is interested. I made a whole post on my website, expeditiontheme about how I made it and what it looks like. It's changed a little since then. We've added a ton more stuff. <laughs> the desk did come out amazing. It's one big long one, but he had extra wood. So he made us each a really cool shelf above our computers. So we have all this like theme park memorabilia on them. And we each have our Shrek 4D glasses that they gave us on the last night. Yours is sat on your figment popcorn bucket. <laughs> on his head, he has a 50 anniversary mickey ears in front of him is the main street electrical parade dragon oh there's just a, there's the little pantheon thing we got from bush gardens williamsburg when pantheon opened you know what yeah i think that it could be a cool topic one day if we talk yeah. talk about because we have quite a lot of stuff we've collected from theme parks and maybe it'll be a cool thing to talk about some of our favorite stuff that we have like i have some wood from Wickerman, quite a lot of orton tower stuff actually as i quickly look about <laughs> we have amassed a nice collection of theme park memorabilia but it's all special it's all from like the opening of a ride the closing of a ride a new land something cool that happened or th it's all really special and it all has a story a very in-demand popcorn bucket <laughs> the figment popcorn bucket i can't believe i have it but yeah we have a lot we'll talk about <laughs> anyway, that one day back to shrek, anyway. back to shrek. <laughs> i like the shrek show a show I guess. yeah I think it'll be interesting, like in Hollywood, when they replaced it, mm -hmm. they replaced it with a similar Kung Fu Panda show. Mm -hmm. But here we're getting something completely different. Yeah, I thought that was interesting, too. We're not getting that Kung Fu Panda show. And I like that the parks have different things. Universal, Florida and Hollywood will have different attractions. It makes them each their own thing. And I think Minions really goes hand in hand with like an interactive kids shooting ride because you know those minions <laughs> they are hard work and trouble they're trouble they're just yeah trouble trouble's what i meant i always try to do the minions voice and it's always very bad it sounded like a cat but with the recent closure of kid zone at universal studios florida and we don't know what they're doing back there it seems like there'll be more for kids and families and like families to do together like it'll be fun for both kids and families and i think you know that's always a good thing yeah, it's hard for a, a park that's based on movies. You have to have kid movies. And Illumination and then DreamWorks really have that down now for Universal, which is more of a recent thing. I mean, Kidzone was based on Woody, Woody Woodpecker. Woodpecker yeah. How many kids today watch Woody Woodpecker? I don't know. I can't imagine. Is there any? I don't know. Let us know if you know any kids that actually know who Woody Woodpecker is. <laughs> I mean, I, I think they should make a Thunderbirds Thunderbirds. Ah, no, no one knows what that is. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. Just me. Just like in the Disney parks, they have their own catalog of films and other characters to draw on. Universal with Illumination and DreamWorks has a huge catalog to draw from that is a they should you know we recently watched the new puss in boots movie mm -hmm. it was good yeah it was good the villain in that needs an attraction because <laughs> the villain was scary we won't give you any spoiler you should definitely watch it and uh let us know what you think of puss in boots yeah <laughs>
Not not the other one. Not the first one. The new one. Because it has a different one. kind of animation style that I really like. It was interesting, like a comic book style. Yeah, it reminded me of Into the Spider-Verse. Mm -hmm. Speaking of your trip to Disney, though, mm. it's already Easter there. I know. So I also went out to the Disney World Monorail Resorts this past week and went to look at the beautiful Easter eggs that the bakery team from the resorts creates at the Grand Floridian. They were amazing, really, really beautiful. I love that they do that. And they each had a personal story from the person who created them. And they were so touching and so beautiful. But all over the Disney resorts and parks, there is Easter stuff, merchandise, treats, food, cupcakes, chocolate, all sorts of things going on. And that's a big spring thing. Do you know what I find most funny from the last week? What? I didn't come with you this week to make some videos because mm -hmm. I was at home working on some of my own videos and some of my own stuff. But I did... Drop you off at Disney Springs for you to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> and do you know the best thing about this? Is one, I'm from England, so I'm not from Ireland. Not even close. <laughs> okay. You were talking out with our friends. You were having fun on St. Patrick's Day at Raglan Road. And you text me... <laughs> And you asked me, what did you ask me? Someone said that the peace sign was like a middle finger in England, that that was middle finger. And I was like, what? I've never heard of that. No one in Sam's family has ever told me that. Sam's never told me that. None of my British friends have ever shown me that or told me that. And I asked Sam, can you send me like your hand, like a picture of your hand doing it? Yeah. So in England, if you don't know, holding your hand up the opposite way to a peace sign with your two fingers is basically the same as holding up your middle finger. I don't swear very often. Mm, so classy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this is like really something we were ever really would have discussed. I and guess. Yeah. I found it hilarious. <laughs> but also when you said backwards peace sign, I thought you meant like upside down. I still didn't know what you meant in the picture you sent me. It was so dark. I still I lost that argument very much. <laughs> I really was like trying to trying to treading for water there. Like, no way that can't be true. No, it is true. <laughs> Not only did I send you a picture of me doing it to try and show you, I then had to to go online and find like one of those gesture explain <laughs> things to send you but now you know now i know so it's like when you do a peace sign normally in you know i guess america or wherever your fingers are facing out like people are looking at your fingerprints but if you do it the other way not good not good don't do that to people i could have accidentally done that and not known well now these are this uh, is how you grow yeah we we <laughs> learn from each other's culture and the reason the conversation came up by the way is because we were talking about the two finger point the disney two finger point uh, and someone said that it's because walt had a cigarette in his hand all the time and that's why he pointed that way and i said well yeah but it's because in certain cultures to point at people is rude and then we started talking about hand gestures and what they mean there you go <laughs> well i just found that quite funny pointless side story yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you had fun at St. Patrick's Day at Raglan Road. I don't always make videos of everything I do. So we hang out and we do stuff that's not always in vlogs. So, you know, get a little bit of behind the scenes there. <laughs> yeah, I just found that funny as I sat at yeah. home. That was not what I was expecting <laughs> when I looked at my phone. <laughs> but uh, yeah, St. Patrick's Day happened. Yeah, and it's a really fun thing at Disney World and at Universal. I, I was debating up to the last minute which to do, but then I went to Raglan Road to meet up with friends. But it's also fun at Universal because you can go to Finnegan's and also Pat O'Brien's and CityWalk had a special event. Do you know what is exciting at Finnegan's? They have my favorite beer now. 
Kentucky Bourbon Ale. It's from Kentucky, obviously. <laughs> it's mm. brewed in like a bourbon ale barrel. It's got a really nice taste and they now sell it at Finnegan. So if you do like a beer, that is a great one to get. I hope it stays. I don't know how long it's been there, but I only noticed it recently when we went. Finnegan's, if you don't know, is a restaurant with a bar inside of it, inside Universal Studios Florida. It's very popular, especially for people who frequent the park. It's a really fun hangout spot. And I feel like they've had a limited beer selection for a long time. And now that they have that beer, that's a really good thing. And where else can you get that beer? In Epcot. In Epcot, in the America Pavilion. It is a little weird that beer is in an Irish pub yeah. at Universal, but you can find it also in the American Pavilion at Epcot, which is where I first had it. Ooh, maybe one day we could talk about like our favorite theme park drinks. Oh, that'd be <gasps> nice. I just told mine, but... One of mine is that orange creamsicle drink in Epcot. That's a really good one. I used to work at the Rose and Crown in Epcot, and I don't think they have great beer selections there. I agree. There, there are the classic... British, well, actually, no, they're not. Because mm. Harp and Bass, I never heard of before I went to the Rose and Crown. So funny. But it's not my choice. It's always tough to find a place inside the theme parks that has like a good selection in one location. I feel like Baseline Tap House in Hollywood Studios is another one. It's a small beer selection, but they're all really, really good. Baseline was definitely an upgrade from it. used to be a place called Writer's Stop and they sold like cookies and desserts and things like that. They also sold books because hmm. it was like a bookstore, I guess. And people would sit in there and read books. But uh, Baseline is one of my favorite places hmm. at Disney World. Okay, so we're touching right now on theme park drinks and where to get good ones but i think that could be a good topic for a future section of an episode so you got a little preview there but i'll put put a pin in that to talk about later how about we go into a few theme park news that we're excited or interested in (laughs) (laughs) is that that the jingle it's like the news (laughs) the news jingle (laughs) all right what's going on there's a lot going on right now actually a lot One of the things I found interesting was that they soft open Tron. What a surprise, right? Basically, it's open. Basically, yeah. It's so strange because we talked about Tron quite a bit last week and even the week before, I think. It's scheduled to open April 4th. Out of nowhere, Disney posted, guess what? Users, you know, here's a transmission. Tron is soft opening March 20th. Bam. I was really excited to ride it again after the opening day and check out the merchandise. The merchandise store is not open. Mm. So that is that they did hold off on that. But the the food food seems to be open. Yeah. And if we have time, we'll try and go over there and give it another ride before it opens. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well bit weird i want to see it at night that is one of the negatives of the virtual line i was just about to say that hive mind (laughs) (laughs) i was just about to say we can't really control what time of day we ride it because we're gonna have to get a virtual queue or a lightning lane i wonder if you could go up to that area without the virtual queue even normally after this opens i'm gonna assume you can anyone can walk up there you just need the virtual queue to get into the line i don't know i guess we'll find out soon and we'll report back as one thing opens though Another closes. Blizzard Beach is closed again. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. That's right. Disney World has two water parks. Yeah, and they used to be open at the same time, but since the closure and the pandemic, they only seem to open one at a time. It's kind of a shame. Like you would want both open in the summer. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they will, but there's no. I don't think there's any plans right now to have them both open. Typhoon Lagoon did reopen, but it was delayed because of weather. It's cold. It's not cold. But it's 
chilly for Florida. It's not like water park weather for me yet. If you would have told me it was this weather, I would have still gone out in shorts and t-shirt. But now <laughs> I've lived here for a little while. I need my blanket. I need my coat. I've acclimatized. <laughs> Your blood has thinned. Yeah. You're, you're becoming a true Floridian. Yeah. Uh, it's not great. I, <laughs> I'm having to give up my short wearing in these kind of conditions. Your tolerance for the cold weather has, yeah. has gone down. And this is a problem that nobody can really complain about. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's definitely a like a weird one. Blizzard Beach, you want to know something funny? Mm-hmm. I've never been there. When you first told me this, I was shocked that you had never been there. Mm-hmm. I went there every vacation that we came out here. We went to both Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon. When you told me you had never been, and you only recently went to Typhoon Lagoon for the first time. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really... As someone coming from the UK, we would come out on trips that were two, three weeks long and you would do a park day each day. That's the thing. I was coming up from Miami and I was doing weekend trips between work and school and I had the two days to be here and I wanted to be in the parks. I didn't want to waste a second doing anything else. And I also, being from Miami, I would be at the beach and the pool all day the time. I didn't really think like I need to go to Orlando to go to water parks because there was water everywhere in Miami and I was constantly at the beach in the pool. So I came here to go to Disney and go to Universal and ride rides. When you grow up with Western Supermare as your beach area, going to Blizzard Beach is next level. Get it. I get it. So yeah, me and Sam went to Typhoon Lagoon for my first time last year at some point and I loved it. Typhoon Lagoon was so fun. We rode every slide. We had a blast, didn't we? I prefer Typhoon Lagoon to Blizzard Beach, but that is mainly because of the wave pool, which you found terrifying. (laughs) I kept getting knocked over. I love the wave pool when the big wave comes. That's a fun one. And also Universal has a water park called Volcano Bay. And I've only really stopped in a little bit. I've never like fully gone in and spent a full day at Volcano Bay. So I want to do that soon. We keep planning to. Yeah. One day we got to make that happen. Yeah. Other stuff keeps coming up. But yeah, we got to. And Aquatica. Oh, yeah. I actually really enjoy Aquatica. They have one of the best fast, lazy rivers there. There's just so much to do here in Orlando. And you know what? I love that I haven't done it all, that we haven't done it all, because there's new things for us to try. And that's a special feeling. I haven't been to Roboland. (laughs) For anyone out there who saw my Roboland video, I went out to a brand new attraction in Orlando a few weeks ago called Roboland. I didn't know anything about it. I saw an advertisement for it saying that it was like a theme park of robots, a new attraction. I had no clue. The website and the advertisements were so vague. The hours weren't even right. I got there and they were like, no, we don't open for two more hours. So I hung out and waited and I went and it was so weird. And I think they have a really cool concept. And like Sophia, the robot, a famous robot is there and other famous robots are there. They also have the famous Titan who was on Britain's Got Talent. Yeah, and I saw the Titan show and and, you know, is Titan a robot? Is it a, is a robotic suit? All of that is the whole thing. He's not. It's a robotic suit. It was interesting and I did have a fun day and I ate at the restaurant and the restaurant was cool. But I think, like, and I said this in my video, that the, there's a lot that needs to be done to make the attraction live up to what they're promoting. If you're a local or you are here for a long trip and you have a day that you don't mind just doing whatever, I think it's worth checking out if you or someone in your group likes robots and robot shows and stuff like that. But I would still give it a few months to see if it if they shape things up. 
I think it's one of those like when we would come out for our trips when yeah. I was on vacation and we we would walk down International Drive and just wander into attractions. Even if they might not be the best attractions you've ever been in, they are memorable. It's different. It's on International Drive and there's all the other things there, Madame Tussauds and the wheel. And there are so many attractions on International Drive and Roboland's a new one. If you'd like to see what we're talking about, you can look up on my YouTube channel, Super Enthused, for the video about Roboland and uh, come along with me for that strange journey. Okay, we've talked about Universal. We've talked about Disney. Did you see that in Disneyland, they reopened Toontown? And the reason I bring this up, Sam, is because you and I were recently in Disneyland and we got to go into Toontown before it opened because we had a virtual queue for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I really liked the way it looked. I, it's been a while since I've been back there, and it just looks like you jumped into a cartoon. It's so cute. I love Toontown. I wish we had that here. Even in the small part that we got to see, we had quite a lot of fun taking pictures and playing with the interactive stuff. So I, I imagine it's a, a good time. We had so much fun in Toontown. We spent so much time in there. We played with everything. So I'm really excited for all the California people who were there for the reopening of that and that you have that now open in the park. I'm so happy. And for us to go see it next time. Also, Disneyland, another one is they announced Hyperspace Mountain and Star Wars Month. I love Hyperspace Mountain. I don't know if we'll be able to get there in May, but that is happening May 1st through June 4th. But if we can, you never know. Yeah, we may. Good one. <laughs> but yeah, if you are going to be in Disneyland May 1st through June 4th, they're going to have Star Wars Month. One more Disneyland thing I have, Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. <laughs> the Indiana Jones attraction was closed when we were there. I was a little sad. But it's reopened. Now I'm happy. <laughs> And people have said it's um, some new stuff in there, but I'm going to wait till we go. I've only been on it, I think, like two or three times. So Me I'm, too. I'm not 100% sure I would notice if something was new. Yeah, I've only been on it maybe two two or three times also. So agree. Yeah. <laughs> agree. It is a but great attraction, it. though. I do love that. It's got It's one of my favorites over there. What do you prefer, Dinosaur or Indiana Jones? You know, this is like the eternal debate and everybody's like, Indiana Jones is better. Indiana Jones is better. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess. Sure. But I like dinosaur i love dinosaur okay but i i raise you that i love dinosaur i love <laughs> that's yeah we both love dinosaur we do right i don't i do not get the dinosaur hate because i love it is it, there hate i don't know i've seen people say it stinks like literally or it's about no <laughs> I've seen the debate of like saying that Indiana Jones is so much better. Oh. You and I kind of don't subscribe to the better or worse argument. You have both. What's the issue? Yeah, I really like both. Yeah. And I like that both exist. I like dinosaurs and I like anything set in dinosaur periods. Yeah. Back um, in the Cretaceous. I like Dr. Seeker. I love Dr. Seeker. The story and it's it's fun and it's, a, it's like a little wild, a little thrilling. It's like. One of those Disney attractions that's kind of corny, but in the best way. It's interesting because Velocicoaster kind of gives me that same feel vibe with the story they've gone with. Because it's so ridiculous. It, <laughs> what could go wrong? Yeah. And it, it's basically... <laughs> it's basically the same story. Yeah. So we, we've got some great... It's not. It's not the same story. We've got some great dinosaur rides. Everyone says Jurassic World in California is better than Jurassic World park here hmm. from our ride on it mm. when we were there mm -hmm. 
I would say I disagree. Yeah. So when we rode the Jurassic World ride at Universal Studios Hollywood, I feel like everything was broken. Indominus Rex didn't. I don't. I don't even know what it does. I don't know what he was supposed to do, but he didn't do it. Yeah. And there was at least two dinosaurs that did not work. Yeah. It just reopened from like a closure, so maybe it wasn't quite ready yet. But I would say. I kind of like the classic dinosaurs more. Maybe it is the best animatronic in the world. And yeah, and then just missing yeah. that was like, that's yeah. it. You missed that. You didn't do it. So we got to go back and, yeah. and see it work right. But that's part of visiting theme park rides. Something's always like broken or not working or hardly ever is everything perfect. Every ride you do. I don't expect it to be. No, not at all. I'm just happy to be on a boat ride. <laughs> We're just happy to be there floating yeah. around. Rawr, look at the dinosaur. With a dinosaur saying, rawr. <laughs> That's why we love the Jurassic Jungle boat ride so much. Yes, that's it. And also at Universal Hollywood, the Defense Against the Dark Arts Hogwarts Castle Projection Show is coming back. So yeah, I've done that when they did it here at Hogsmeade at Universal Orlando, and I thought it was so cool. I feel like the one in Hollywood had drones. Oh. I don't know if they still do that. But I feel like they did. And I'm hoping that the dark arts at Hogwarts Castle comes back to Orlando too. I think I called it the defense against the dark arts. <laughs> you uh, did. <laughs> uh, I think that means I'm just thinking I'm going to be in class. Or yeah, something. the defense against the dark arts teacher is always, mm, always sus. So there's going to be a lot coming up in U.S. theme parks and amusement parks soon because they're going to be opening for the season soon. Kings Island is going to be having a pass holder preview weekend. But, you know, in the, in the coming weeks, the U.S. theme parks that are open seasonally will be opening. So we'll talk about those soon. Moving on to U.K. theme parks, Thorpe Park fully opens for the season this coming weekend. So they did a pass holder preview last weekend. And the only thing I can tell you about it is that stealth rolled back three times. Ooh. And I know this because even my sister <laughs> saw this. <laughs> it, it was very widely spread that this happened. And it's very normal. Stealth is a accelerator launch coaster from Intamin. And it's basically like if you had Kingda Car or Top Thrill Dragster from here in the US, you cut its half in size, you would have stealth. But these rides, sometimes they don't make it over the top hat. And it depends on many factors, the weight in the trains, all different things. And in one day on the pass holder preview, it rolled back three times. Oh my gosh. Which for me, I would love to be on a rollback on it. You would I, love it and I would be screaming. I would be so excited if we just started like inching backwards. Oh my God, I'd be like, no, 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 no. I feel like everybody saw this somehow. <laughs> this is a big, big hot news. Yeah, which... I mean, it's normal. I love stealth. It is a fun one. It's a one. fun one, yeah. Top Thrill Dragster, you're like that, but I mean... It's so big. It's closed, but yeah. it'll be back next year. That's going to be a good one. That's exciting. So Cedar Point, we're coming for you. Yeah. We're cheese coming ride. for you. Oh, the cheese ride. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll have a <sighs> lot of that. And then Alton Towers has finally opened for the season. And we talked last time about the brand new attraction, the rethemed of Duel, and it opened. Have you seen any spoilers? No spoilers, but I have seen rave reviews. I've seen pretty much almost everyone has been really positive about it and said they loved it. I've been doing a great job of avoiding seeing anything from in there. So we got to keep that up until we go on it. <laughs> I did see like pictures of the outside area and that looks amazing. I, I love that. You know, I'm going to go crazy for that. I can't wait to ride it. And now it's actually open. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, we got to get over there. I was really happy to see a lot of really good reviews. A lot of people we know, like our pals, posting about how much they loved it. And, and that made me really happy. Last week, you talked about how you had been to Blackpool Pleasure Beach mm-hmm. three times and Valhalla was yet to reopen. Yes. And since then, what has happened? They have announced that Valhalla will be reopening. It will be starting technical previews around April 7th. Not all the effects might be working when it reopens, so I, d- I don't know how long it's going to be in technical previews. But Hopefully I mean, just long enough so that when we get there, everything's working. <laughs> they released a promo video and it, it had nothing. It was something. It showed nothing. Like I watched the promo video and it didn't show it. It showed stuff. It shows some Blackpool Pleasure Beach-esque Vikings. (laughs) Yeah, but no images of the ride and nothing inside the ride, which I guess is good because I'm spoiler free still. I'm kind of thinking. But I was curious. I don't know how much it will have changed, but you've never done it. I've never done it. So for me, it'll be a first time. Yeah, you will get wet. Uh, and it'll be cold i want to go can we go in the summer <laughs> <laughs> we'll see we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll see. get you a poncho Ugh. yeah it is exciting that it is finally reopening it has been a long time coming mm-hmm. i think there's been a ton of delays and issues so to have it back open at the park and the front of it looks so great with the waterfalls Ooh. i can't wait to get back so we got quite a lot coming at the uk parks this year yeah so next time we go and visit the uk parks which we we don't have exactly date for yet but we're looking at this year there's going to be a lot of new stuff for us to go see and do we already talked about like the jumanji chessington the ghost train oh yeah the darren brown's ghost train change i'm not used to so much in one year so much yeah the uk parks don't usually change so much so fast so this is going to be a really exciting trip All right. So and then just one other quick thing, which this isn't really theme park news, but it's attraction news. And I thought this was interesting. If anybody grew up knowing about like the Ringling Brothers and ever went to a Ringling Brothers circus, you know that that all closed down and they stopped and all of that. And it's coming back. The greatest show on earth is coming to the Amway Center in Orlando in 2024 without animals. So it's going to be just human performers. And I think I would love to go and see what they've got because I picked like some Cirque du Soleil stuff kind of with the circus feel but like something new and fresh so I'd be very curious to just see that when it comes out I think it's kind of theme park amusement park adjacent I think circuses are a little scary yeah I think they are a little scary but maybe this won't be well they say it's the greatest show on earth and then just really quickly we like to talk about like shows and movies and pop culture and stuff the last of us ended we watched the last episode the next season isn't coming for like two more years we already talked about all of that ted lasso is back (laughs) yeah you've learned a lot about football from ted lasso (laughs) i like it reluctantly i don't want to like it i'm like i don't want to watch this but then i'm like oh fine i like it (laughs) (laughs) formula one is back formula one is back that is the same thing but we did go to texas to austin dakota and we saw formula one race we did it it was quite the experience it it was like a festival i did do a vlog on it if you want to see what it's like to go to a formula one thing a three-day experience when i say it was like a festival it really was like bands and concerts and green day and things from other festivals my bag was coated in like red clay dirt at the end and i had to throw it away and get a new bag and it was cool i think we have some cues we got some cues and we can give you some a's we have some questions 
that we can answer. We do a little Q&A at the end of the podcast episodes. So the first one here is from Dan, and it says, what would you both say is your favorite flat ride, and why do you like it, Sam? The first ones that come to my head are the SNS swings. Finnegan's Flyer at Busch Gardens Williamsburg, mm. Rush at Fort Park, and the new one, which we have not been on Ooh, yet. Oh, yes, yeah, Serengeti, Serengeti Flyer. Flyer. Those are, I would say those are top tier. Mm. They are fun, they're smooth, they don't make you feel sick. Mm. I'd say like a Dumbo type ride, and even though it's the exact same ride as the Flying Carpets, the Aladdin Flying Carpets, I prefer Dumbo. One fish, two fish. Yeah, one fish, two fish. But you get wet on one fish, two fish. The other ones that I can think of are like unique ones. So Fort Park had Slammer, Mm. which was horrible. (laughs) Orton Towers had Submission, which was horrible. Sounds horrible. But those are the ones that are iconic to me because I rode them a lot. Then you have like Sledgehammer at Canada's Wonderland, which I made a video on if you are interested in the history of that. (laughs) I like either unique flat rides like those or... The SNS swings. A top spin, too. They're like a long row of two rows of people, and they spin like Ripsaw and Ramus's Revenge in the UK, which I also made videos. I don't on. like those. But they spin. Yeah, I don't like I don't like the spinnies. They, they kind of hold you and then like put Ugh. you in the water. Prince Charming's carousel and like the, the old classic carousels, merry-go-rounds. I love those. I know one we both love. What? Derby Racer. Yes! I knew I had something in my mind that was right there. And it's those racer rides. The one at Blackpool, I think, was my favorite. There's only a couple left, and we've done two of them. We did the Blackpool Pleasure Beach one and the Cedar Point one. Mm -hmm. I love those. You're just hanging on for your life. (laughs) For dear life. Nothing's holding you in. You're just on this horse going so fast. It's kind of like a fast merry-go-round. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Who don't know what Very fast merry-go-round. And you're not strapped in not at all that is an old school ride i like the one in blackpool because of like the mirrors and the lights and like you just flap your bag on the floor and just fly around (laughs) it just feels so wild i know there's more because i really like going to fairs fun fairs traveling fairs and i like almost everything the fun houses the haunted houses all the flat rides but uh, you're not you're not big on the spinners but i don't like this if it makes you spin too much i get pretty dizzy on them when we go to a park we normally only have one day when we're going on our trips and we yeah. tend to focus on the dark rides and the coasters. The big rides, yeah. I used to love Gravitron. That was That's like a traveling, where it's inside the spaceship and you stick to the wall oh, because yeah. of gravity. Not the outside ones, the ones that are like inside. I used to love it. You stick to the wall and you try to like go upside down. Now, not so much. But I don't, I don't think I've been on an inside one. They're really fun. If you could only eat one Disney snack at the parks <laughs> ever, what would it be? I'm a big fan of the Disneyland churros. Disneyland churros are really good. I would say... Oh, I know my favorite theme park snack. Dole Whip. The classic. Dole Whip float. I like a Dole Whip float too. Sometimes I do like a pretzel and cheese, but I, you know, I prefer meals to snacks really. Like I love to eat in the theme parks, but I'm more about like the meals and the snacks, I think. We got quite a few questions about Halloween Horror Nights and houses and things like that. We did. But I think we're going to save that for next time because I'm pretty sure (laughs) I'm going to put it out there. Put it out there. An announcement is coming of some kind. We thought there would surely have been an announcement by now, but there hasn't been. So we're going to save the Halloween Horror Nights questions for hopefully next week. The last few years, they've given the dates in March. So, I mean, March is near. Watch them announce tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. March is nearly ending. Yeah. So hopefully an announcement is coming soon and then we will answer. We did get quite a few Halloween Horror Nights questions, which I love because that's, that's our peoples. You get it. You get it. Oh, here's a good one. 
Manda Please asked, what do you hope takes over the empty Dino Land USA space at Animal Kingdom? What do you hope, Sam? More dinosaur. Me too. A lot of people I've seen say that they hope they retheme the land and Disney kind of talked in their blue sky about Zootopia and about Moana and other things and all of those would be great. But I kind of just hope they go for more dinosaurs and I guess they already have a good dark ride so they don't need that. They took away Primeval World. Obviously, that's the space we're talking about. Another restaurant might be good, even though there are are a few eateries back there. Some uh, sitting space. More dinosaurs. Maybe like a dinosaur garden. More characters, maybe. Someone asked, your best and worst encounter with other Disney vloggers. <laughs> Ooh, I've got some tea. Just kidding. I have no tea. I have no tea. I'm friends with other YouTubers that I've met, and pretty much almost everyone's been pleasant and nice, and uh, there's no tea. There's no tea. Is there a best? Um, oh, one of my best was the opening of Toy Story Land. But on the opening day of Toy Story Land was a day that I actually met for the first time a lot of the other kind of like YouTubers and vloggers in this sphere. And it was so fun and exciting for me to just meet other people who loved going to theme parks and loved Disney. And so many people were there. And I made so many friends who I'm still friends with to this day. And it was like one of the coolest, like seeing everybody with their cameras and stuff. My channel was like still really new at that point. And it was an exciting, fun memory for me. We've met so many and everyone has been so nice. When I started, I don't know if many people will know this on here, but I didn't want to be on camera. (laughs) I was not used to being in front of the camera. I had made my own videos. So we would hang out and I would be there behind and I've slowly gotten more used to it. I don't know if you would say I was shy or... It's just, you know, some people just don't want to be on camera and I totally understand and respect that. I never tried to like convince you. I always respected that. Not until you got comfortable like okay i'll be in this i was like oh okay cool you could be in it now but yeah you just now i'm understandable. just now i'm just awkward on camera <laughs> and not. i just i just go with it for example when i was at school i didn't even want to go up in assembly in front of everyone because <laughs> i was shy and quiet so you've really brought me out of my shower in that way to be in front of the camera with you and i just love doing everything with you so i chose that it wasn't like you made me no, in no. front of the camera yeah so i love that i don't know what my point was really here but <laughs> we have met so many people because of our YouTube channels and everyone, well, 99% of people have been amazing. It's been, yeah, 99%, I'd say, positive. And the 1%, like, nothing has happened or been negative. It's just some people are just weird for no reason or, you know, it's just humans, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just whatever. The thing is, the other people who we've met, YouTubers, whoever, they're all just people with the same interests as us. We love theme parks. We love go into these places we love making videos of what we're doing and everyone else we've met are just doing the same thing and we have that shared interest everyone does it in their own unique way yeah everybody's different and how they approach things and why how they came into this and what their reasoning is but it's like we all like it so that's something in common just like a baseline i think one of the best times recently was when we went to super nintendo world yeah everyone there that we interacted with, met other people making their videos in California. That's the first time we've been there together. Yeah. Was so nice 
and it was great to chat with them about California things, which we don't know everything about. Yeah, we don't live there. Yeah, it was really fun hanging out with like Disneyland and uh, Universal Hollywood people. That That's a good one too. I'll put that up there on my list too. And for the people that are not good people, they're not worth the time. One thing I think that we're both pretty good at is minding our own business. <laughs> like I've said this before, but I started making videos about theme parks because I like them. So it's like, I'm just doing what I love. And you too, we're just doing what we like. And if you're cool, we're cool. And if you're not, that's fine. You do your thing. You do your thing. It's all good. Mind your business. But, ju- but just be yours. cool. Just be cool. Just be like, nice. Why not be cool? Like, just have so fun. Weird. It's yeah. a theme park. Literally, it's not that serious. It's not that serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These are things we don't really talk about a lot. But in reality, we're all humans and it is what it is. Yeah. I do have another one that I think is fun to talk about. This is a wolf. 0717 and it's dream vacation. Ooh. It's crazy because we kind of like live in our dream vacation spot. Coming here and doing all this is my dream. So we we kind of but besides that, putting that aside, what's your dream vacation, Sam? There are a lot of places I would like to go. And I think high up on the list has to be Asia, Japan, mm-hmm. other parks there. Let's say Japan. Yeah, I agree. I think a trip to Japan, not just for the theme parks. I want to go to Tokyo and Kyoto and I want to see temples and gardens and I want to see history and I also want to see the city and the cool pop culture stuff. That's been a high vacation or travel. I guess you could get into the semantics of like vacation versus travel because what we do is mostly travel. Yeah, I was going to say because there are still a ton of places here in the US I would like to see. But yeah, that's a a top travel and vacation destination that we'd both like to go to. Uh, One day I'd like to go to Hawaii. Yeah, that would be nice. Like go to the beaches and not just Alani. You're like, yeah, sure. I'd like to see Alani, but like the beaches and the volcanoes and that would be really cool. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of places I'd like to take you to in Europe. Yeah. I want to go to Ireland, Germany, Rome. There's a lot. The answer is everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) But that kind of leads into the question a little, I guess. Do you think you guys will always live and stay in Orlando? I like that question. And the answer really is we haven't even thought of living somewhere else. I've lived in Florida my whole life. You could probably make a drinking game out of whenever I say that. Yeah, I was born and raised in South Florida. And as much as I love to travel and visit other places, I've never wanted to live anywhere but Florida. And I prefer Orlando so much. There's nowhere else I can think. You never know, but there's nowhere else I can think of that I'd want to live. You know, I'm from Miami. I'm Hispanic. I thrive in the the heat, the tropical jungle swamp. When I said earlier that I was getting colder when it was not that cold here, doesn't work the other way. I'm always hot. (laughs) You haven't gotten accustomed. No. Alicia asks us, of all the parks you've been to, international and domestic, who has the best food? And I just want to say, the parks in the US that we went to last year surprised me of having good food options. And you know what comes to mind is King's Island. King's Island was good. We had the blue ice cream that was so good. The blueberry ice cream. The Cedar Point place was really good. The barbecue food we had. Yeah, it was. We had that amazing bowl at Carowinds. At Carowinds. Yeah, that was delicious too. Dollywood. Cinnamon Dollywood, yes, yeah, cinnamon I bread. got it in this episode. <laughs> Gotta get cinnamon bread and everyone. And we had eaten at another restaurant in Dollywood last time and we liked that a lot too. The food at the parks has been surprisingly good. Most people talk about places like Cedar Point having just theme park food. Hot dogs, burgers, you know, and they do, and they do have, have that. that. 
It surprised me last year how good they were. Okay. This does not carry over to UK parks, though. <laughs> anyway. Oh, wait. I have a hard-hitting question for you, Sam, for the last one. This is more questions than we'll probably answer normally, but Trent Martin asked, how are you? Uh, do you want the long or the short answer? Let's wrap this up. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm good, too. I'm really, actually, really good. Well, the long answer... No, I'm joking. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> so quickly, before we go, I have a new video coming out. I'm excited for it. It is not an expedition extinct. Ooh. I'll talk about it a little more next week after it's out. But it's a place that we've both been together and it's a great story. It really is. I was watching Sam put it together and do all the research and I was like, this is a good story. I love when you find the human interest, the human story behind the theme parks. That's my favorite kind of video. Me too. <laughs> that will be out hopefully this weekend. And where will it be out, Sam? On YouTube.com slash or you could just type Expedition <laughs> Theme Park in YouTube. Expedition Theme Park. That's Sam's YouTube channel. Just in case. You didn't know. And my YouTube channel is called Super Enthused. And I've got lots of videos for you every single week. So check them both out. You got some excited stuff coming up this week that I'm coming for. And yeah. I'm really excited. You know, Sam, we talked about this before, but Sam's in some videos with me and not in others. To make my videos. <laughs> Sam has his own YouTube channel and I have my own. And sometimes Sam accompanies me. But we've got a few cool things we're going to do that Sam will be there for. And those will be out, I guess, in the next podcast episode. We'll be able to talk about those. I'm excited. I'm optimistic that they're going to be good. Me too. And I'm hungry. Oh, this ties into theme park food. There we go. <gasps> I'm giving away too much. <laughs> There's a lot more questions and I'm saving them all in a Google document so that we can answer a few in future episodes. We may answer more or less. Thank you so much for listening. If you have a question that you'd like to submit for a future episode, you can post it on Twitter and hashtag Expedition Enthused. You can post it maybe in an Instagram story or something. As long as you hashtag Expedition Enthused, we'll know where to look for it. Or you can email us at expeditionenthused at gmail.com and we'll add it to the ever-growing list of wonderful, creative, and fun questions. And thank you to everyone who sent us one. If you enjoyed this episode, and the episodes before this, feel free to head down and leave a review. You can leave a review on your podcast listening platform of choice, and we really appreciate it. As always, stay enthused. And we will see you next time.